Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The second wave of NFL free agency has begun. And on top of that, it's pro day season, baby. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the King of the QB Pro Day. And with me, as always, is AJ, Ohio State needs a new conditioning coach, Marchese. Uh, yeah, not looking good. Today, we're going to look at Dwayne Haskins' pro day performance, break down our top 10 linebackers in the 2019 NFL Draft, and continue our divisional NFL Draft preview with the AFC North. Let's hit it! Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving down to Nashville maybe Looking for a net or bosa Draft Matt Gay on the first day Draft Matt Gay on the second day Just get Matt Gay on your squad Let's go seven rounds, let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a song. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first round upsets, or all of the above, my bookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't, my bookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. Fuck you. MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is, you they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code HEAVEN25 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code HEAVEN25. With my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Dwayne Haskins Pro Day at Ohio State. It came, it went, and it's time to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people like to shit on you if you're into watching Pro Days. Oh my, because you got mentioned once on Twitter. All right, man. I've been at Kyler Murray's too. Did it? Yep. Um, They're just—they hey. should be watching pro days. I'm <laughs> I, 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 hey, it doesn't hurt your process, so I don't know why you wouldn't watch them. And hey, it's not news that they're scripted, so we all know that. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Dwayne Haskins checked the boxes that you expected. Uh, I gave Kyler Murray an A plus at his pro day. I'm giving Dwayne an A. I don't think yeah. it was as spectacular, but it no, but it, it was, was it was everything he needed to do. Yeah, I like that they uh, they came out early and they kind of went after uh, some of the things people think Dwayne doesn't do well. And one of those things is uh, the ability to reset his feet in the pocket and uh, make throws like that. He kind of gets sloppy with it at times. And uh, the first thing they kind of did was have him go through ladder drills. Then a coach would kind of move him off the spot a bit and he'd make throws. And uh, he looked good doing so. I like that. And then uh, the other thing is they had him rolling out and making throws, which we didn't see him do too much there either. And he made one spectacular throw on the move, and uh, the rest were pretty good, man. Yeah, his. I, I don't think we were surprised to see that his uh, velocity arm strength were impressive. We knew he had a big arm, whether it was used consistently at Ohio State or not. We knew it was there. 
Um, yep. I, th- I think one of the the things I was most impressed uh, impressed by was um, his ability to throw uh, with big time velocity versus his ability to throw with great touch. Um, like the doing both. Of them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't only throwing rocket balls. He wasn't. He was like mm-hmm. he wasn't what throwing Drew Lock balls, and he wasn't throwing Daniel Jones balls. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I do know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, so I, that was impressive. Like you mentioned, the ability to reset his feet. He We saw going through the ladders early, the clean, quick footwork. It's clearly improving. He's been working on it. Um, and the mm-hmm. improved mobility and ability to throw off platform, which was something he really struggled with at times yeah. at Ohio State. It's, but like he, If he got under fire, he uh, a lot of the time it would – not like he wasn't turtling or anything. He wasn't Luke Falking it, but uh, it, <laughs> it, it just it, yeah. The, the the feet get panicky. Yeah, and it would the play would kind of collapse because of that because he's obviously he's not a great athlete by any means. No matter what Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith tells you, um, yeah. but it, he uh, he looked a lot better moving. Uh, and they were Quincy Avery, the QB coach, was clearly uh, trying to showcase that, which was yep. which was smart. Um, another thing was. Uh, I thought he, his anticipatory throws were really awesome. He, he throws with great anticipation. We knew that going in. That showed up at the at the pro day. Definitely helps having uh, like his, almost his top three receivers. Yeah, uh, Johnny Dixon, Paris Campbell, and uh, Terry McLaurin. Even though Campbell yep. got hurt, but um, yeah, he yeah he, his outside throws both like just outside half throws and deep shot throws um, on the money. His accuracy was pretty consistent all over the field. Uh, yeah, I think um, only he missed like two or three throws, a couple drops. Yeah, but hey, come on! Really I know you're targeting CJ Saunders when you say the drops. Please, <laughs> sorry, CJ. Uh, the one thing I think we can both agree on, like not like a massive deal, but something we did notice was he. Se- it's an interesting talking. Point, yeah, for sure. the, he seemed to get gassed quite quickly. Yeah, he was winded. He was uh, sweating quite profusely, like a. Uh, like Rob on a Sunday in the summer, like I'm not gonna like the throws were still there. It's not like his arm was. It was just uh, kind of like, strange because we we've coming off Kyler Murray's pro day where it didn't look like he broke a sweat. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he wasn't even trying out there. Um, and then we get we get the Haskins, and we know the weight's been not a question with him, just something that's mentioned. There's been mentions yeah. that he played at 240 last year. He came in obviously at six three two thirty. Heard heard something. I think Bucky Brooks said it. He's kind of got a pudgy-ish body. Like, I, a little again, bit. I'm not yeah. overly concerned. It's not like... It's just a talking yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It's not like mobility is his game. It's not like this is a massive deal for a quarterback. Uh, and it's not like he's making that many throws in, like, that short of a time in the yeah. in a game anyways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, if you're going to look for a, a negative, I guess, that could be it even though i don't want to like necessarily call it any of it no, just uh, like you said I, a talking point something interesting that we both noticed and i i think it what made it a little more interesting too was that uh they went and did a lot of red zone throws which maybe they try to do to uh to protect Dwayne a bit i don't know yeah that was there was significantly more red zone work with him than with uh I don't. I don't remember a pro day that's had that much red zone throws in my in my memory off the top of my head. No, me. me it was either. a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but uh, goal, goal line stuff against air is not fun. Oh no, not at all. It's, it's like zoning out. I, I saw five and I was like, that's enough for me. But it just kept yeah. going. Um, yeah. Other than that, no. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins did what he had to do. Uh, he yeah. also is very enjoyable in the interviews. I like him. Yeah, I like I like Dwayne a lot as a person. Um, I thought uh, even Paris Campbell, obviously, I mentioned when I, uh, pa- uh, Johnny Dixon, I thought had a nice day. He ha- he had a nice day. Uh, he helped himself, which uh, don't often see. I mean, Kyler, we we talked about it last time. Kyler was thrown to a bunch of like nobodies. Dwayne was thrown yeah. to future NFL receivers. Yeah, uh, McLaurin kept helping himself too. Yeah, of, just, of uh, course. Um, and Drew Locke's pro day is as you're listening to this. It was either happening in a in a little bit happening right now or just happened uh i mean it could have happened like three years ago we don't know when it it's march 20th and uh he's throwing march 21st so we'll talk okay. about him and daniel jones pro days next week yes daniel jones next tuesday i'm not sure on the time 12 30 i'm kind of excited there. for both of them just because Locke's arm and jones's arm for the, the opposite, opposite reason <laughs> 
See, like Kyler and Dwayne, I expected to go out and do everything and just look really clean. Lock, really Lock good. should too. Uh, with him, it's going to be more should. about the, the mechanics. Yes, but and, the, you know, if, you never know. And uh, Jones, I feel how it's the most important for Daniel Jones. They got to like uh, get the barometer going and make sure there's no stiff wind. <laughs> and if it is, if there is, it's it's with his back. So uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's going to be interesting trying to watch him push the ball. It's going to be fun. That's it for Pro Day Talk today. So let's dive into our linebacker position ranks. Uh, a group that I feel AJ is least excited about in this entire draft, it seems. It, you know what? It, it just wasn't that fun for me, I'm going to be honest. We, and we Before the show, we went back and looked at last year's group, and it's just like last year's like top almost 15 guys were like, at least when you're watching them, there's there's some fun stuff popping up. And, like, I'm not saying none of these guys are fun, but a lot of these guys are just kind of, like, boring. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, linebacker group. I like a handful. And they're not that, they're not that good. So I like a handful of these guys. Uh, obviously, yeah. I do, too. La- last year's group was rare, um, full of studs. Even the day two guys who went, like, Fred Warner and Darius Leonard, Gennard yeah. Avery and even like, uh, for the real ones. Obviously, Sha- Shaquem Griffin was just a fascinating tape study. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was fun. Um, but let's dive into the group. Uh, who you've got? What linebacker is the highest floor for you? I have Devin Bush as my highest floor. As do I. I mean, not surprising. No, he just uh, he kind of does the most, and he's the cleanest to me. He uh, he he obviously he blew up the combine, which really helped yeah. him. But yeah, he is yeah. an aggressive tackler. He's rangy. He's a good pass rusher when asked to do so. He's got a big motor. Yeah. Um, his his lateral movement skills are great. Like, he's – if you were to look for a knock with him, it would probably just be his height, which I don't mind. If I, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, like, yeah, I, not a big linebacker height guy. Um, I th- like, I think his coverage can get better, but he's got all the tools there. Yeah. Uh, and that, we see flashes of some really nice abilities. Most of these most these linebackers aren't great cover cover guys anyway, no. so it's no. not going to be a big deal that he's less than great. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's plug and play. He, he should be a first round pick, and um, I think ten year starter. I think so. Uh, who's got the high ceiling for you? I went with Devin White, obviously from LSU here. Yeah, um, the correct. Also, the, the, that little, seems like the the correct, almost impossible to argue. Highest floor, Devin Bush. Highest ceiling, Devin White. Yeah, I mean, we saw him at the combine as well, and he blew it up. Um, you throw on the tape, and I mean, like the explosives, the explosiveness is clear from snap one, and like he just thumps people, and he's fun. But um, lots of holes, obviously. The coverage is just, yeah. The athletic ability is there, though, as we saw at the combine. So, if you can start doing that stuff better and just finish more, like I don't know how deep you want to get into this now, but like he just uh, sometimes he's just like running to the ball and he just kind of doesn't break down and he he whiffs a bit, right? Yeah, just cleaning some of that stuff up. He, he can he's be super really good... raw. Yeah, and he went to LSU originally as a running back obviously running back, yeah ended up a linebacker like you said the athleticism is insane that's what gives him such a high ceiling and he makes explosive plays on tape uh yeah. but at the same time he is not a controlled player his instincts are not good um yeah he, he's so like he can get exposed in coverage um the, yeah. the tackling can be inconsistent because bit like you mentioned the breaking down like devin bush it's rare to see him miss a tackle versus like Devin Devin and he won't make as many jaw dropping plays as Devin White, but it's the opposite with Devin White. He'll miss the routine play and then make a jaw dropping play, you know what I mean? Yeah, no for sure. Um Um one one good thing about him though is he's an absolute dog on the field. He's like it's balls to the wall every snap. Yeah, like, that, that's one of my favorite. And you love that and big aggressiveness, yeah. big explosiveness. There's those are the things teams are going to want to build around with him. He's also uh, known as a great uh, leader on field. All right, who do you have for your value pick at linebacker? So uh, this, is the guy, this is the guy that went to the combine. Uh, the combine. The senior bowl. Had a pretty nice little week. Wrote, wrote a nice letter to Jim Nagy after, which I appreciated. Kind of helped his stock for me. Um, <laughs> it's Drew Tranquil from Notre Dame. I, uh, and I stole it from you, Rob. Of course you did. 
No, I didn't steal it from you. I like Tranquil a lot, man. Like, he's pretty high in my rankings. You'll see when we get there. Um, I think he kind of can do everything for you. I don't know why there's not more Drew Tranquil talk. I don't know either. Like, he did super well at the Combine, too. Um, like, finishes one of the top performers for sure um, like i don't even know if he's gonna go, like i would take him day two but i don't know if other like if the uh, other people would or if the nfl views him as that but like to yeah. me he's a plug and play linebacker well me too i have a big grade on what we'll get there um there's not a lot of stuff he does poorly man and he's like an energizer on the field gritty as yeah. hell former safety um that's why I didn't totally understand the athleticism questions with him. Is he's a former safety, and then obviously he goes and tests like one, and he's still six two two thirty four. Yeah, so there's no size questions. No, um, I think like you said, he's strong. Uh, he's good tackler. Like he's savvy. I think he's got a good football IQ. Yep. Really good. He's um, he's got good instincts in a linebacker class that lacks them. Yeah, and I mean he's not an overly explosive athlete. But, like, he's a good athlete, and the speed is still pretty good. He ran, like, a 4.57. Uh, like you said, he's just, like, an energizer, man. He's big motor. Night, big motor, all out every play. Instincts are good. Like, he can rush the pass for a bit. The coverage is solid. I just think he needs to get his head around a little more. And, like, I like Tranquil. I have a big rate on him. We'll get there. I uh, I don't know why there isn't more love for him. Completely agree. I, I would take him in the... Like I think he'll be there in the third round to take, and I'm plug and play, and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, me too. I, uh, yeah, I think maybe he's our Josie Jewel this year between us. But way more athletic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, who you got as your sleeper? I went back to a guy I uh, I liked, and he went in Tandy and had a really shit run. At least Terrell Hanks. Uh, he's not a sl- he's State. a top 100 pick. I don't know. What's going to do for a sleeper, though? <laughs> Wait till you mine. <laughs> I, I can probably guess. Uh, but, like, I think with Hanks kind of not showing at the Combine, and obviously he didn't well, participate the, in too much. I think everyone understands the 40 time that shouldn't count because he got hurt running it, and that's why it was so terrible. Because his jumps were yeah. really good. Yeah, he verted 35, I think, and the broad was 9-8 or something like that, just off the top of my head. Which, yeah, both really good. Um, like, yeah, he wasn't the four five ish guy that I first thought he was, but he's not, he's not slow. He's not, he's not five flat almost. Um, it's a lot to like, I, yeah, I want to like as a day three, uh, sorry, day three, a third round guy. And, uh, I like Hanks. We'll talk about him more. Um, for me, I've got, I wrote two names down cause one's obvious. Uh, Ben Burkirvin of Washington. <laughs> okay. Um, who, Came in, had a really nice combine. Came in heavier than most people thought. Came in at uh, six foot two thirty. Um, just tackling machine. He had like hundred and seventy six tackles at Washington this past season. <laughs> yeah, he cleans up everything. Um, big time motor. Lacks size, even though he he did come in bigger than we thought. Um, but I like. I think he's. I I think he can be a starting linebacker in the NFL, and I think you can get him in the fourth round. Yeah, that sounds pretty decent to me. Like, I, I have him in the fourth round. I don't have him in my top ten. Just missed it. But, yeah, I've got him in, like, the late fourth. And I think he's a – you know, there's, like, he's just a good football player. But, like, he's got stuff to improve on, though. You know what I mean? Since my BBK sleeper was so obvious, I brought a second sleeper to the table who – I don't know. He's in Bucky Brooks' top five linebackers. But I don't know <laughs> if anyone else has ever even watched him. Uh, and that would be Josiah – Tawefa from UTSA, who I'm going to claim I watched him before he was ever in Bucky Brooks top five. I don't, yeah. and, and having watched him and liked him, I still don't understand how he's in his top five. But here we are. Um, <laughs> I know he uh, he is to me a very draftable day three guy who six two two forty five, former edge rusher turned off ball mm-hmm. middle linebacker for UTSA, huge motor. Um, Quite the pass rusher, obviously, having done that. Super aggressive. Every hit's like a car crash with him. I know, man. Like, oh. He's like. He lays the lumber. Yeah, he's just a very uh, enjoyable guy to watch. Um, I, You know, like, I think there's some, like, Lorenzo Alexander to him where he's this big 
mean linebacker who can kind of play a few spots, do some special team stuff and pass rush. Now, I know Lorenzo Alexander's really come up the last couple of years in Buffalo, but yeah. that's the type of dude I see. I just see like a, a day three guy who's making your team for a while. I That's fair. I mean, it's just like the athleticism, big question for me. I do like him, though. Yeah, like, I'm, like, in the fifth round. Yeah, yeah, Like, he's not explosive. He's not rangy. He's not very no. good in coverage. Um, but he's still always at the football. But there's somewhere. a role for a guy like him, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and he's a really good run defender. He just thumps. Like, yeah. And, and, like, but also the funny thing is he's so much faster when he's just going downhill than if he's moving to sideline to sideline. 100%. <laughs> I like him. I think he's interesting. Um, I, it's going to be interesting where he – like he's going to be used in the NFL, mm-hmm. but I think I think he can make a roster. Yeah. Um. All right. Who's your wild card? I threw Blake Blake Clashman Blake Cashman's name here just because he uh, was a relative unknown going into Indy. Uh, had a big combine performance, and now he's a twi- uh, Twitter darling. I think he's an everyone darling. He's a yeah, he's very good. He is very good. Um. I just think he's he's a classic wild card here, and like everyone else is like you kind of know. Like, Mac, Mac Wilson, Wilson to me is the definite wild card. It's it's between the two of them, I think. But Blake is more fun, so I threw him in. I, I think you know way more what you're getting with Blake Cashman versus Mac Wilson, who, yeah, who that's we all know has big potential, but like never really saw it happen at Alabama. We saw mm-hmm. his at times insane and impressive ability and coverage. Uh, yes. And then his inability to play the run, his awful run fits, and like yep. inability to get off blocks and lack of aggressiveness. Almost like the reverse Alabama linebacker. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's funny. And then he didn't test as well as you would have hoped, uh, both at the pro day and, and combine. Um, yeah. Considering what he does well. He came in bigger than I was expecting, though. Me too. Yeah. Um, and to me, I could see a team taking him in their early second because of what he could be. And I could also see him following to mid day three potentially, or sorry, mid day uh, third round potentially, um, mm-hmm. because of what he can't do. Yeah, and I think that's a fair range for him. If he goes higher than that, I'll be shocked. But um, yeah, I also if he goes lower than that, I'll be surprised just because the coverage ability is so good. Yeah, he's he and needs he get- uh, the right team fit to really reach his potential. Yeah, we'll talk more about Max. Um, who's your best bet? I went back to Devin yeah, Bush I think here. I, like, hard time not picking him. He's the most ready, highest floor plug-and-play. I'd say the, the second best bet to me is Blake Cashman. But <laughs> You know what? I'll throw Drew Tranquil second best. But, I, like, I like Cashman, though, too. Um, but, like, I would put Cashman and Tranquil probably above Devin White for best bet. Me, too, to be honest. Just, I mean... Yeah, I'm Dev- like I'm Devin White just has a lower floor than everybody else. Yeah. Um No, I agree. And I like Devin White. It just it also doesn't help when a guy's way overhyped. Like it good if you we'll talk about him, but like it, the top ten talk is insane. No. Really, none, of, I mean, none of these linebackers. I don't have a first round grade on a single linebacker. I have like a like borderline first round on Bush and White. What my old my old school twenty five to forty range. Well, that, that's not a for like I they're both in my top uh, thirty, but neither is a first yeah. round grade. It's not no, a very yeah. good it's draft. I have like fifteen first. first round grades. We talked about it before the podcast. Like um, Bush and White would be easily behind uh, Rocco on Tremaine Edmonds and LV for me last year, and like right there with Rashawn Evans. Yeah, like so. Yeah. Uh, okay, jump it in now though. Counting down from ten. Who's your tenth overall linebacker? Number 10th, I have from Duke, Joe Charles Harris. <laughs> Went to the combine and uh, didn't do very great. But guess what? He's still a pretty good football player. He's a solid player. So he's I, th- I think he's a fourth-round guy. Yeah, I'm in the mid- mid-fourth-round range. Um, the instincts are really good. He's always going the right direction. The athleticism's a limitation, and it's probably going to be an issue. But um, like you, you know what you're getting with him. He's a good run defender. He's a strong dude. He's really good at like just working through the the trash, mm-hmm. sticking his nose in there, making the tackle, um, pass rush a little bit, coverage stiff. I mean, doesn't change directions too great. I think like a three four scheme playing the inside is probably where he's gonna yeah, land. That's his NFL. best fit. And I think that's uh you know what you're getting, and then you're mid fourth and you're happy with the guy. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he he's not in my ten mainly because of the coverage. My 
linebacking group this year is very influenced by potential ability to play in coverage. I think that's smart. I uh, I didn't do that because I'm stupid, but you're smart. Thank so. you. Wow, thank you. And my, my <laughs> tenth is Ben Burkirvin, BBK. BBK? Uh, uh, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you know how much I love BBK. Uh, and the Pac-12 in general. Yeah. I'm a Pac-12 boy for life. Um, yeah, I got BBK 10th. He's 124th on my board, so like mid-fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, the Matt Milano comp lives. Who, <laughs> if you're a long-time listener of anything I talk about, Matt Milano's like my favorite my favorite linebacker. Um, yeah, with, with BBK, I talked about it. We, we know he's got the athleticism. Um in range and he's gonna go out there and make a million tackles huge motor um yeah despite lack of size he's aggressive there in the utah game there's a handful of times where he gets off blocks from men much larger than him to make run stuffs uh yeah because it's he uses a lot of quickness and slipperiness to get up blocks one of the my favorite ones is i think he takes on the right tackle head up and just does a uh, a push pull and throws him to the ground and makes a run stuff and it's just glorious so then then sometimes you'll see him kind of um, if his feet aren't moving though, and the the lion gets on him, he yeah he can get swallowed damage. too. That that's yeah. why mid fourth round. Um, he you, you wish for a guy who's athletic and undersized, he'd be a bit more consistent in coverage. Yeah, I think like his man to man ability is just okay, but I like his eyes and his awareness. He's a smart football own. player. Yeah, but uh, I think he's a good like. I, I do think he can be a starter in the NFL. I. I don't think that's unreasonable. I have him in the late fourth. I mean, like, like he's a solid tacker, tackler. It's like he's just a sure guy. Not a lot of he's not laying no, down no, either. But not. like, like you said, the motor's so much fun. He's active in every play. He's a good football player. All right, he's number twelve for me. Who you got at nine? Wait, who do you have at eleven? Kendall Joseph. Ah, finish your drink. He's my eleventh as well. <laughs> uh, okay, who's number nine for me. Bobby Okereke. Finish your drink again, brother. Hey, I love Bobby Okereke from the summer. He's a pack twelve two years ago. Because Pac-12 after dark, yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know. I just, I have a thing for long linebackers. He's got the wingspan Blake Cashman wishes he had. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's His game's not clean. But he's fun. He's pretty athletic. Um, he, like, he put some poor angles to ball carries. He can get caught up in the line. But, I mean, he, I think, like, in, in zone, he can move pretty well. Um, he's got a nose, a knack just for making big plays. And I like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the athleticism and just his like ability to make not square tackles because of the length is yes, obviously a big I know. plus. And like it happens so often where he's like a couple yards like behind and to the side of a guy and he'll just dive and make the And tackle. that's something other guys don't get to just develop. It's be- just because of his length he can do these things. Uh, you- for me... Length in a linebacker is underrated. Well, hey, Quan Alexander just signed that massive contract with the 49ers. Yeah. Quan Alexander has very short arms. Quan Alexander yeah. misses more tackles than anybody in the NFL. Uh, KJ Wright, maybe the most underrated linebacker in the game. Big, one of the biggest wings. Yeah, like it's a personal favorite of mine. So It's not something mentioned a ton with the off-ball linebackers, but there's obviously a, a bit of a correlation there with it. Um, yeah. Um, Bobby, I like how quickly he closes distances, too. You kind of touch on that, especially when they're right in front of him. Like he's, he's got he good size. Like, plays. Not just the yeah. arm length, but like 6'1", 239. That's a great size. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, got him I got him in the – yeah, go ahead. I, I got him 114th on my board with a Nigel Bradham comp. I'm a little higher on him. I got him in the late third round. Uh, who you got at eight? Number eight is Jermaine Pratt from NC State for me. Um. I think he's okay. I don't know. This see, now I'm into the guys that don't excite me that much, and it's not be fun to talk about. I think he's just a solid linebacker, man. Like he's he's a solid athlete. He's pretty fast. I think he's a pl- coverage is pretty pl- good. plug and play Go guy. Yeah, former like safety. He's just, yeah, he's strong. Like he's gonna hold up in the league. At least, yeah, former safety. That's interesting. And like the coverage is, you can see the coverage ability translate from being a former safety. Mm-hmm. Not there's not too many holes in Pratt's not a high team. ceiling but a fairly high floor. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I like him in the mid to late third round. Um, eight for me is Terrell Hanks, mm-hmm. who I love. Um, <laughs> but the the tackling issues really scare me off from putting him any higher right now. 
Uh, yeah. He's going to miss five tackles at least per game. Yeah. And if he could not do that, he would be very great. Um, he plays that overhang role a lot for New Mexico State where he's uh, like lined up basically as a big nickel. Yep. And he, he, they, they ask him to do a ton of things. It's one of my favorite things about watching Hanks. Like, they'll have him blitz from that, like, from the slot. They'll line him up basically anywhere. Um, he's explosive. He's rangy. Again, I ignore that 40-yard dash time from the combine because he clearly hurt his hamstring on it. Yeah. Um, he's super aggressive, too, and that comes with part of the reason he's missing tackles. He's, he's not breaking down. Um, yeah, I like, the, like the Devin White syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, and at times he'll struggle to get off blocks. Yeah. But, like, I would take him. I have a hundred and second on my board. That puts him in the back. Like, the very last pick of the third round is the hundred and second pick. Like, yeah. I, I could t- I could take him in the third round. Uh, high, like, high ceiling, w- lower floor. But um, I, I, I wrote down two comps. Fred Warner, partially because of the role he's playing, the exact overhang. role Fred Warner played at BYU. Yeah. A more interesting one that popped in my head recently, Darren Lee, the Jets linebacker from Ohio State. Okay. Who is uh, big, athletic, struggles with tackling, is a plus linebacker in coverage. He's still developing. Last This past season was by far his best with the Jets, and I would trade a pick for him if I was yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but, yeah, I just like he really needs to clean up the tackling and ability to get off blocks. Yeah, Hanks is number seven for me, so let's just keep rolling with him. Uh, you're right about that. I mean, and like you said, the overhang role like lends to him being comfortable in coverage. He doesn't look lost in space at all. So that's like you said that for the modern NFL, that's great. I do like his awareness and his instincts, though. You're you're right about him getting stuck on blocks, but like he's really good at w- working his way through the traffic to the ball mm-hmm. carrier. So like I feel like it's just one or two little, and like you said, the finishing thing. But he's there all the time. He just doesn't break down. Right? He's just aggressive. Like so, it's just like the the one or two tweaks to his game. You can be a really good, I be, really good linebacker. But like just the missed tackles and it's so consistent. That's what scares me from it putting is. him higher. No, I don't. But I'm a fan. And I, I, I have in the mid to late third. So like the same, same thoughts. Um, team fit's gonna be super. Like for him in particular to reaching his potential team fit and use. Yeah, I agree. Uh, smart defensive coordinator will take advantage of his skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, seven for me is Florida linebacker Voshan Joseph. Um, who is a spark plug? Six one two thirty came in bigger than I was expecting, so I was happy about that because yeah, on tape it looked like he could have been less than two twenty at times. Um, <laughs> explosive, violent. Uh, some of the same things that scare me off with Terrell, Terrell Hanks. He'll miss a handful of tackles. Yeah, because I know the funny thing with with Voshan though, it's like sometimes it's it's good, and it looks good, and it's it's. Everything's there, and then it's just like, yeah, miss. You know what I mean? Well, one game, I, I want to say, the LSU game, he mm-hmm. was everywhere, and then the next game, I think the Michigan game that I, uh, I did, it was like he yeah. just missed seven tackles. And I think LSU he had like thirteen tackles. Yeah, 14, just every so. tackle was him. The next game, he missed every tackle, and it's just he's this ball of energy. He's gonna energize your defense. Explosive, rangy massive motor he's just and it's not that he lacks physicality just they lacks technique uh tackling technique mm-hmm. and yeah. he's gonna struggle with getting off blocks too um yeah that's okay so Vochan's my number six i think like he's just a pretty inconsistent dude so he just got has to become more consistent overall and you're you hit him on the head or not hit him on the head you hit the nail on the head with him uh and just like the, the getting stuck on blocks, the, the funny thing is like sometimes he's like he's really good at just um, waiting for the hole to develop and getting there and just doing those things. And other times he's just not. It's funny. Um, it's almost like from play to play he kind of uh, just falls apart a bit. It's, it's yeah, he's inconsistent. He just seems very raw. Yeah, uh, he's eighty fifth on my board. Um, I got a Shaq Thompson comp on him. I don't know. I don't know, I don't how, know how you feel about that. Way. He's got that former safety feel. Um, yeah, a little bit. The, the added size, big explosive guy, but it's so raw, and uh, it might take a couple years to get him where you need him to be. I think that's fair. I have him in the mid to late third, too. Yeah. So. Um, and the, yeah, you said he was six for you, and I have Jermaine Pratt six. 
Uh, 83rd on my board. So him and Voshan are. I, I went back and forth there. I I end up with Pratt six and above Hanks and Joseph just because I think I more know what I'm getting with him. Like we talked about. That's fair. He's the higher yeah. floor. He's the safer pick. He's not gonna be some absolute stub, but you're gonna get a guy who can start for you for a handful of years in my mind. Like the comp for him mm-hmm. I have is Daryl Smith, the old Jaguars linebacker. Oh yeah. Who I, I love Daryl Smith. Just a very smart, good football player. Does what you need him to do. Um doesn't really go beyond that, but he's not gonna blow a game for you with missed tackles type thing. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and I even though he is the former safety, I don't think he's got like some big athletic high ceiling. But I do no, think like you, you can almost plug and play a guy with his ability. Yeah, I think he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, you said, uh, I don't think the ceiling's incredibly high, but the the floor's high. So uh, yeah. it's funny. I really thought our linebacker ranks would be completely different. And here we are. We're gonna have the same, maybe not in the same order, but the same top five and nine of the same ten. I just, <laughs> I, I honestly just thought because it was a weaker class, I was like, you could kind of go all over the place. But at the end of the I day, we're just well, always correct, both of us. No, I think this is a bad sign. That it's so. On par? When, yeah, when we're on par, like Josie Jewel, we're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, who you got at five? Okay, we're not agreeing here. I got Mac Wilson as my fifth linebacker. Fuck you. You're trying to steal my thunder on Drew Tranquil, and I hate it. I'm sorry. I like him, Rob. What do you want me to do? <sighs> One week, I'm the Drew Tranquil king, and the next, just cucked. <laughs> okay, do you really want I can? You want me to body bag Mac Wilson and look like a fool? No, do, do what you got to do. Tell, tell, tell us about Mac Wilson. I don't like Mac Wilson very much. Me neither, but like. Okay, I I, in my notes. I, okay. I wanted to put him in the third round, but that. Just how good he is in coverage, and he is very good. It, it just pushed him to the late second for me. Um, this is why he's the wild card. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think he's a bit hesitant of a player, a little timid. Yeah, we ta- I, I mentioned the lack of aggressiveness is the opposite of most Alabama linebackers. Yeah, like he gets stuck on the blocks, like you His mentioned. Name's Mac. I don't Why think he's hitting people. Why see Lamb blowing him up? Retweet. I know that was not what a, what a wide receiver. receiver. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him next year. Um, the instincts aren't great. Like he just cost some ground in the run game. If that makes yep. sense, just like he's not getting there in coverage. Though he's great. He's so active. He's so flowy. He's he is so he is so fluid. I know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, you can you notice the lack of explosiveness in the elite athleticism though. Um, he gets caught playing too high to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take the best angles to ball carriers. Um, and just funny, two two funny noti- um, things I noticed. It's almost like he has a magnet to blockers sometimes in the run game. Like like instead of like trying to make the the tackle, he went to the lineman. I don't know if you, anyone knows that. Or it's a stupid thing to say, but it's, it's interesting. No, I, I understand what you mean. And one more thing that I I'm wondering about because I know Nick Saban's talked him up a bitch a bitch a bit because <laughs> um, I'm trying to say I feel like maybe he's trying to do a bit too much pre snap like sometimes it just seemed like he wasn't set at the snap yeah and I wonder if that's affecting him a it bit. It also doesn't help that Dylan Moses playing beside him looked like the better linebacker prospect and he's a true sophomore. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like I mean. Maybe. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, f- fifth for me is where I've got Drew Tranquil. Okay. Uh, who I love, but I guess I don't love him enough. Um, 72nd <laughs> on my board and rising, AJ, relax. He's going to be higher because I'm going to put him above wherever you say he is. <laughs> uh, my pro comp on him is Brian Cushing. Because <laughs> they're white? Because they're on, white now. and they're tough. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other possible compass, I get the Alex Anzalone feel where what I felt about oh. him. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Except that. minus the injuries. Yeah, but, and minus the hair, too. Yeah, and good point. Um, but yeah, tra- tranquil, explosive, tough, gritty, uh, former safeties, rangy, um, big time motor. I just like, mm-hmm. I don't. And especially in this linebacker class where there's a lot, uh, to me, a lot of unsure guys, this is one of the guys I'm sure about. 
Like, Me too. Like, I would, feel the same way, man. Wouldn't you bet, like, in the draft room, this is a guy I would bang the table for? Um, If you need a linebacker, yes. Yeah. Me too, yeah. definitely. On, on, definitely. On day two, I mean. Like, on day two, and oh. we're looking for a linebacker, and we're talking Pratt, we're talking Mac, we're talking Joseph. Like, this is the guy I'm banging the table for. Like, 100%. I, I have I, Mac I, Wilson above him, but I'd be banging the table for Drew Tranquil. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's in my he's in the late second for me too. Um, but yeah, I totally feel the same. It's like I have them in the same range, but I like Drew a lot more, and I even graded him out a decent amount higher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I, I totally agree. Like, there's not a lot of stuff he does poorly. He does everything well to great, and uh, he seems great as a leader, great off the field. You know, Notre Dame. And you love producing that type you, of shit. You so. love with your linebackers. We can see them on the field being that guy. That's that's a big thing for me, and that's kind of what some of these dudes didn't do. That's one me. of the things like, Devin White does really well. Yes, that's like when I'm watching. De- well, I guess I don't know. Should we start down with Devin no, White? I'm when I'm watching Devin White, it's almost like I don't want him to. Like I wanted to have him a bit lower than I end up with, but then he keeps being a dog out yeah, there, he's, man. Like I like that. He's got the the high ceiling, and the low floor, but you you almost feel like he's gonna maybe not fully reach that ceiling, but. Because of who he is, he's going to get close. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you had Tranquil 4. I have Mac Wilson 4. 59th on my board. Uh, I got the Jordan Hicks comp. Um, See, I even think that's lofty. The Jordan Hicks comp? A little bit. To me, I don't know. I don't like Mac, though. I mean, Jordan I Hicks is a slightly above average linebacker. But he's my favorite player in the oh, league. Yeah. So. No, but I, I land on the Hicks comp, cause especially early in Hicks' career. Um, mm-hmm. really struggled against the run, but his ability and coverage kept him on the field for the Eagles. That's fair. Um, but like, I just if if he's just gonna get blown up in the run, it's gonna mm-hmm. be hard even with the coverage ability to justify him being on the field. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it's know. scary. But anyway, I wish I wish he tested better. So at least we can I know, say, like, like, if he when, when White Bush Cashman. Tranquil, like yeah. they all ran better than him. Yeah, and and if you were to ask me who would at least 40 time, just pure 40 time, it was most important to Mac Wilson. I agree. Uh, anyway, who do you got at three? Number three, I got the Cash Money Monster, Blake Cash. Oh, man. that was cool. That was such a better nickname than I had. What do you got? The mini- the mi- I didn't actually have one. <laughs> Uh, look, Blake Clashman. God, I keep saying Clashman because he's a clasher on the field. Yeah, and he plays Clash of Clans. Um, he's a good football player, Rob, and he's got uh, everything you look Sorry. for. <laughs> and let me talk about my guy Blake. No, hold on, I got a lot. You, you fine? Go ahead. Yeah, I think he's in. my favorite of the linebackers. Him and Tranquil are my favorites. Oh, that's a, I, I love watching Devin Bush too. Uh, I love Devin Bush. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know. Um, but with with Cashman, first of all, you're getting an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting an absolute – he, him and Devin Bush, I would say, are the best tacklers in the class. I think that's fair. Devin – yeah, uh, we'll talk more about Devin. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. I think you can argue the Cashman's got the best instincts. Um, it's it's I, not a great class for instincts, let me say that. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I, I – if you were to ask me who the best instincts, I would say Bush, Cashman, and Tranquil. I think that's fair. And that's why I think part of the reason I keep coming back to those three from the tackling and the instincts, it just makes me feel a lot safer about taking them. Yeah, me too. Um, but also, the Cashman's decent in coverage. Uh, yeah, I... I uh... I think he's going to be uh, good enough in man to match up with the running backs and the tight ends, for me, sure. Me too. Um, he, and I think – I like to see him be a little more active in zone, just uh, get his eyes a little bit better. Where's my note? Mm-hmm. I've lost it now. But you know what I'm saying. Um, he's also extremely aggressive. He could – a lot of these guys, same thing. Some of them, A lot of them have issues getting off blocks at times. Uh, yeah. The one thing with ca- the Cashman is he's got really short arms, and we were talking about that earlier. He's got, like, Quan Alexander arms, which is a little worrisome. Mm-hmm. But he's not a guy who's missing a ton of tackles by any means on tape. No, he's a, like he's not a hammer, but he's he's a really solid tackler. He finishes exactly. Well. And I think Quan come Quan Alexander just gonna keep coming back to him because that contract was nuts. Coming out of LSU, he, he did miss tackles. 
Yeah. Like, he got drafted high because of his athleticism and potential, but the tackles never did get clean. Hey, he still cashed in, so the cash man will. Um, but, yeah, I've got the cash man 42nd on my board, uh, Sean Lee Comp. That's <laughs> big, but I respect it. Uh, a couple more things. You know what's fun about him? When he knows he's got to get to the backfield, he's a goddamn missile. Yeah, yeah, That's no, like, I, I, he steps up in big moments. I can't remember, which game was it with him? Uh, Ohio State, fourth and inches, I think. Yes, 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 yes. That was a big, yeah, Dobbins like, in the, in the backfield, I think, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, that fun. was a um, big play. And, like, I think his instincts in the run are really good. He always knows where the ball is going, seemingly. Actually, going back to Ohio State, he kind of struggled in the RPO stuff, but, I mean, it's tricky, tricky, so. Yeah, it's tricky, Don't blame tricky. him. <laughs> like you said, the athleticism is so great. He's just rangy, man. He's, it's, he's fluid sideline to sideline. Uh, flipping his hips to get back a little bit, he's tight, but that's not a huge thing because his change of direction is so good. Um, it's good, man. He's strong. Like there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of knocks, and with the athleticism, you're uh, you're really hoping and expecting him to get keep getting better, right? Yeah, uh, I got him in the mid second round. Too, yes, so. so about where I have him, uh, early, mid-second. Um, yep. And then who do you have two? Devin White. So that's they, the big Devin question. And, yeah, that's the big question to me. And I, I'll explain it this way, is that like, and I think we kept hinting at this the whole show, is um, Bush is just, obviously the, the floor is higher, but he, he checks all the boxes too. And like and it's also, we, we keep saying the floor is higher with him, but it's not like his ceiling is low. It, obviously, he's got a no, very high ceiling no, no, too. No, no, no. Like he's yeah. a, he's a, I mean I'm pretty sure by Sparks standards he's the better athlete. He is, yeah. Um, and he he just does everything for me. Like there's there's not really holes in Devin Bush's game. But anyways, I, they grade they graded out the same. But Bush gives is the nod. Like kind of easily a nod for two teams, two guys that grade out the same, which is kind of funny. Um, both are 25 to 40 on my board. I don't. I expect them both to go in the first. I go back. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think at this point they're both locked in as first round picks. Yeah, I do too. And I mean, Devin probably is going to go higher than than Devin. So yeah, big agree. <laughs> I mean, De- Devin White. The top ten talk is insane. But I'm, yeah, I know. Like at this point, are we even? Like I don't know if he will, but I, I think one of them is going to the Bengals. Um. <laughs> okay. So. I mean, we talked a lot about both of them already. Yeah, like, I, I also, I, I flip-flop every other day, almost. Um, right now, I've got Devin White, one, Devin Bush, two. But White is 23rd on my board, and Bush is 25. Like, they're that close. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bush comp is Miles Jack. Which, I, I think, like, the Deion Jones, Miles Jack stuff. Is, yeah, just the cool. elite athleticism, the aggressiveness, the everywhere, all over the field. Yeah, uh, and then with Devin White, he the comp has been hard. You know, I'm a comp guy. Yeah, you but are a comp the, yeah the comp, it is a tough comp for White. Yeah, just because he's this great athlete, but there's whole. So the, hear me out on this one. Let me walk you through this one. Okay, right now right. it's Thomas Davis. Obviously, that's okay. lofty. Yeah, um, one of the great athletes at linebacker coming out when he was coming out of Georgia. Um, yep. was a safety slash linebacker coming out of Georgia. Took yep. him a few years to put it together because he was like a raw, pure upside athlete learning to be a linebacker. And eventually, uh, he suffered through some injuries early, but eventually put together a handful of Pro Bowls, became one of the best off-ball outside linebackers in the game. I think the thing with Devin White is, I think he's a better fit to be a weak side guy than a middle guy. I don't think that's outrageous. I mean... Just because I don't know that the instincts are ever going to be there. Just let him just go just, thump in the room. Yeah, just let him go roam and, and be the, and then I think you, Devin, yeah. Devin Bush is screams middle linebacker to me. But oh yeah, Devin Bush is middle linebacker. Um, yeah, not that he couldn't play like weak side. I just oh. think your value with him's in, inside. Yeah, for sure. Um, with Bush, I mean, we we talked about him a lot already. He's like not a lot of holes in this game, and I think you touch on this. Like he's he's surprisingly good at rushing the passer. Eh? He oh, who was it against? Maybe it was yeah, it was uh, against Juwan Taylor at Florida, who's obviously like yeah. probably going to be a top ten pick at rate tackle. He he has this nasty little dip move to beat him. I, I think it ended in a sack, but like he knows what he's doing when he's asked to rush the passer. 
Yeah, he's got like a dip, and he also can go like in between the tackles and get small, which is yeah. Fun. And like I'm not just talking blitzer and understand blitz timing and whatnot, but like uh, actual ability to rush the passer. Yeah, a couple moves and stuff, which yeah. is nice. Um, which is a nice bonus. But yeah, I I have White above him right now. Those are not like my top five linebackers will be those five guys. I don't know if that that order will stay the same, but it's to me those are the yeah. five. I think those are the five too. And I, I mean, I think Pratt, Joseph, Hanks, and Okariki are the next four for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I agree. And then like the, you can change it up. Yeah, like BB, BBK, Kendall Joseph, um, um, what's his name? Oh, Joe Giles Harris. Joe Giles. And like yeah. I think that's kind of a tier. And then it gets a little messier. Like David Long. I kind of like David Long, even though he didn't grade out great for me. Uh, I kind of like him too. Like him. Yeah. Um, I I also like I kind of like uh, Ty Summers at TCU. I, I had a good uh, comp. Meki Egubule, Gary Johnson. Like there's a there's a lot of athletic guys later. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of which I mean you, boxy guys. Yeah. Cam Smith, Khalil Hodge. Yeah, Hodge. Uh, productive, but I mean tested pretty poorly. Uh anyway, AJ. Guess what? It's March Madness time. You know what that means? What? Making what? a bracket, gambling your life away on it. So why don't you do yes. that through my bookie? It's the perfect home for your March Madness fun. And you know what? Fuck multiple bracket guy, but hey, he can use my bookie too. <laughs> and uh, you know why we use my bookie? They've been in business for years. They're trustworthy. Their website's great. Do it on your phone even. What? Yeah. And uh, make it a little more interesting, even though March Madness is already insanely interesting. You should be gambling on it. Uh, so deposit with my bookie today using promo code HEAVEN25 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code HEAVEN25. With my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Roll NC Central. Roll, roll NC Central. Who, who is Liberty, who's up? Going to the Final Four. NC Central's up three in North Dakota State in the first half right now. Oh, game over. It's done. Anyway, to our... Wonderful NFL Draft Division previews to the AFC North, starting yeah. with the Baltimore Ravens, as usual. Okay. First, second, third ideal picks, and uh, then we'll see what the experts say on the first round. Um, so, AJ, go ahead. The Ravens have the 22nd, 85th, and 102nd picks. All right, 22nd. Guess what, Rob? This keeps getting mocked to them, but I'm going to do it. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Arizona State. Uh, I like the fit between Harry and Lamar Jackson. I think that's going to be a super fun duo. They obviously need wide receiver pretty badly. Uh, go get them that guy because that's going to be fun. Rob, 85th overall. Uh, this is a guy we're higher on. We just talked him up big time, but he's going to slip. Drew Tranquil, Notre Dame. You'd be angry because he's going to one of your uh, rivalries. Yeah, but I think go replace, C- replace CJ Mosley. They're almost the same size. Tranquil's faster. Not the same player, but you know what I'm saying. They need a linebacker. That could be a little steal for them. The Ravens know what they're doing on defense. They're smart, just like we are, right, Rob? Correct. And uh, with number 102, the last pick in the third round, I uh, I went back and got them another wide receiver. Went back to Notre Dame, too. Miles Boykin, get a height, weight, speed, dude. Try to stretch the field a bit. And, yeah, that's my uh, that's my little Ravens mock. Uh, okay, for me, I also went to Keel Harry 22nd. He's I the, love the he, fit. He's a great fit because he's a receiver who does so much after the catch. And, um, yep. I think that's going to be early for development of Lamar Jackson. Get him a guy who's going to do damage on the screens, on the short stuff. Bigger body, too, I think, helps Lamar. Yeah, and, and I think Nikhil Harry's in that Juju Smith role where you're playing him as like that bigger slot type. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a, a good fit for what they're the Ravens are trying to do and for Harry's skill set. Uh, yep. 85th. You just lost um, Zadarius Smith. The Ravens love uh, to take edges in the, in the third, fourth round, develop them, and let them walk for those comp picks. Yeah. LJ Collier from Texas Christian uh, doesn't look like the perfect edge. Neither did uh, Zadarius Smith. Neither did um, Pernell McPhee. Those are guys they got big production out of. Uh, I, I like Collier's fit and his ability – as an all-around edge feels like a nice uh like what baltimore is looking for and then 102nd uh you you 
need O-line depth, and you still need mm-hmm. a guard. I'm taking – it's a bit of an overdraft because I couldn't get Drew Samia because I dra- used him last week. Uh, Michael Jordan from Ohio State, okay. who you can play at uh, any of the interior spots. Uh, pro- probably going to play him at guard, um, but potentially center depending on what Matt Skira does. So. I think that's a good good work, Rob. I'm proud of you. Thanks. The experts say uh, DJ has him going Paris Campbell. No, that's way early. And Matt Miller, Mel Kiper, both have him going Josh Jacobs. No, I guess this, these were before. Uh, England I don't know. Stuff. Can you you don't necessarily know that with those two? That's true. It's a, that's a bad pick. On to the Bengals, who pick eleventh, forty second, and seventy second. At number 11, I got the Bengals taking Cody Ford, uh, the tackle or guard from Oklahoma. I know they, uh, they're they paying uh, Glenn and uh, Bobby Hart, but guess what? Bobby Hart's not very good. And if they like him for some reason, you can play Cody Ford at guard. They need to keep adding that off the line. Um, I don't know. They're kind of a weird team. Anyways. Unless someone says. Yeah, some might say that. In the second round, I went to linebacker, and I got uh, the cash money monster, Blake Cashman from Minnesota. Just keep adding to that linebacker core. I don't – also, directionless. Yeah, I mean, they, 70, they, put, they paid Preston Brown for no reason. Yeah, I know, exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and at 72 in the third round, I uh, I got them a guy to play beside Geno Atkins. Kind of a hole they, they've had for a little bit. They can't really fill it. Renault Wren, Arizona State. I think that will be an interesting duo. Fun duo. Some might say I believe the same, but I used them last week. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I, 11th, I had them going Devin Bush, the Michigan linebacker. Um, plug and play. You don't really have a good linebacker on that team. You need a leader in the middle of your defense. Build some direction. You just caught Vontaze perfect. So, roll with Devin Bush inside. Yeah. 42nd, Chris Lindstrom, the Boston College guard. Um, if he's there, this is a steal to me um plug and, yep. plug and play guy clint bowling's a free agent after this season you just paid john miller um yeah uh but yeah you need to keep like aj said you need to keep building on that offensive line stop signing fucking stupid people to sign if if bobby hart and john miller are your starters um going into the season it's not great yeah like get some direction and then yeah. 72nd um Go and get a starting nickel who can do a lot of things for you. Monty Hooker from Iowa. That's fair. I don't know what their DBs like. I don't know what they're doing at DB either, to be honest. William Jackson, Drake Kirkpatrick, uh, Jesse Bates, Sean Williams. Roll with Hooker in the nickel. Uh, I, yeah, that's, that's actually fair. probably one of their stronger groups. Yeah, that's why. That's why I didn't know what to do there. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, pretty directionless team. Uh, the experts say <laughs> at eleven. DJ says Devin White, uh, Matt Miller, Ed Oliver. And Mel Kuyper says Devin White. Okay. They're all cool. Makes sense if they're there. Yeah, they uh, do. Okay, Cleveland Browns. No first-round pick because they got Odell Beckham. That's better than the first-round pick. Uh, picking 49th and 80th. Who you got? Cleveland. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Cleveland Browns don't have very many holes. No, they do not. <laughs> it's shocking. Uh, one spot that I would like to see them add to is, is the other corner spot. And uh, I went and got another dog for them. I think... If he's there, this is a cool fit. I think he's just a, a baller. Just keep adding to that that locker room in Cleveland. I got Rocky Sin from Temple playing offset. It's kind of all over the place. He might not be. He, he might be. Keeps moving up while other corners are moving down. That's fair. That's fair. But if he's there, I love that fit. Uh, and at 80th, I got them another interior defensive lineman. I know they went out and signed uh, Sheldon Richardson. But, I mean, he's getting up there. Uh, I drafted uh, Draymond Jones from Ohio State, who I learned today is a Browns fan. <laughs> so, that's fun. So, you're doing him a solid? Yeah, I did that for Draymond. I think he he, he deserves it. I mean, but, no, I think that's a that's a good... Um, Owen Joby and Draymond Jones are a cool duo for the future, too. So uh, Okay, I also addressed corner at 49, which it's not even like it's a major issue. Like, uh, Mitchell and Carey... They're fine. fine. It's just like yeah. you could get better here. And again, the Browns on paper don't have very many holes. Yeah. Um, so I, I went and got a, a corner in Amani Oriwari from Penn State who gives them a bigger outside guy opposite Denzel yeah. Ward. Um, the, the thing with him, too, is he's quite raw. He's big. He's athletic. I don't necessarily think he's ready to start in the league. So with that, you're 
not forced to play him right away, mm-hmm. and he's more of a down the road starter opposite ward. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then 80th, you just traded your starting strong safety to the Giants uh, in Jabril Peppers. I mean, you might sign Eric Berry. You might not. Um, if you don't, uh, safety who's rising. Uh, Will Harris from Boston College, who is a multifaceted, very solid plug-and-play strong safety to me. Um, mm-hmm. And you have Derek Kindred, so it's not like a super, super big need. But I think Will Harris gives you more of a dynamic strong safety in, in coverage, at least. Uh, versus Kindred's more of a pure box guy. Yeah, I think like the Browns is like, if a corner, a safety, or just a best player type slides at any at either of those spots, they just just go grab them. The other thing you could look at is tackle. It's just you're not totally. Just, so they paid Chris Hubbard and they've got Greg Robinson back. And there's yeah. not really guys at those that you're expecting to be at those spots worth those picks. Yeah, I think like absolutely address the offensive line later than uh, like th- like the fourth round on though they got to start doing some stuff. I think mm-hmm. build depth there at least. All right, now the most important team in the NFL, my Pittsburgh Steelers, who pick twentieth, fifty second, sixty six. What a steal for Antonio Brown and eighty third. <laughs> All right, twentieth, uh, I got them Devin Bush, Rob. Okay, if he, I am ha- there's uh, three guys I would happily take at twenty, and he is one of them. I know uh, they need the Ryan Shazier replacement. Oh, what do you mean? And they I think Mark Barron. <laughs> it's, honestly, at least at least he isn't a box safety anymore. But, but I heard today they're thinking of using him as a si- linebacker safety hybrid. Oh no! What are they? <laughs> Morgan Burnett's already that. <laughs> I mean, Tremaine Edmonds might already be that. You mean Terrell. We wish we had Tremaine. Oh, God, yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry I said that about you, Tremaine. Every um, on the Steelers. Yeah, that's bad. Anyways, Devin Bush, plug and play. Uh, he kind of screams Steelers, too. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be there. I don't... I hope... He, I mean... I pretty got one of my I, free guys is, though. I'd be happy if he was, to be honest. End up a, a Steeler. Yeah. 52, I got them a Antonio Brown replacement, but he's nothing like Antonio Brown. Antoine Wesley, wide receiver, Texas Tech. Finish your drink. Yeah, I can't. I just did this for you, Rob. I know, um, it's like my favorite. I want them to take Wesley 50 seconds so badly. I know, I just did this for you. They won't. Uh, no, they won't. <laughs> a 66, I got them a corner. I didn't. I don't know where to go with him for corners. I went with David Long back to Michigan. Oh, they're they're not smart enough to do that. I know they're not, but hey, Lonnie Johnson available? Yes, please. Says the pitcher. He was, and I'm like, I don't want to do it. Um, hey, and eighty three, they overdraft um, an athletic edge rusher and Ben Banagu. So there's a there's a Steelers pick for you. I don't want that either. Okay, <laughs> I had to do one realistic one though. Yeah, well, they'll take him in the second round then. Twentieth, <laughs> um, I have them going. Uh, like I said, there's three guys I would want with this pick as a Steelers fan: Devin Bush, Byron Murphy, or Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Uh, I have them going Byron Murphy, who's the complete opposite of a Steelers corner pick because he's technically refined, ready to play now, and instincts for days. Oh, and ball skills. Um, they don't like that. They like raw, athletic. <laughs> Tall corners who don't know how to play football, uh, but like fi- not even that athletic, just like surprisingly athletic. Fifty uh, second, I have Antoine Wesley as well, the Texas Tech receiver, six four, an underrated route runner. He's like probably my favorite receiver in the second round in this class. Plaxico Burris comp? No, what? That's Hakeem Butler. <laughs> Wesley's comp Allen Robinson. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, and then sixty six. Again, this is all unrealistic because this is what I would do, and they won't. Want Thornhill, the safety from Virginia, if he's still there. Get yourself a safety who can play in coverage, has ball skills, no, and is that's a stupid. Safety. That's so stupid. What are you talking about? And then eighty third, go get your linebacker, Drew Tranquil, Notre Dame linebacker. Like I know all, this is what I would do, and they won't do. It. Like they're gonna take Lonnie Johnson twentieth. They're gonna take. Uh, Paris Campbell's going to slide to 52, and they'll take him. Oh, don't say that. And ba- Banigou's perfect, but they'll take him 66 <laughs> instead of 83rd. And then 83rd, uh, they'll probably just take another quarterback. <laughs> That's, honestly, I, I thought about Tyree Jackson for a second. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be really um, 
Okay, an, a fun a fun one, I think. How about Debo Samuel as a stealer? Oh, that's way too clever. I It'd be interesting. I don't then? think... Would you he might be at 50. 52. He might be at 52. I don't think he will be. Yeah, he probably won't be. But if he is, please, the love of God, take him. Uh, yeah, anyway, experts say this is great. DJ and Matt Miller say Greedy Williams. Yeah. And Mel Cupper says DeAndre Baker. Sick. I really hope they take Byron Murphy over both of them. Yeah, if Greedy is there, he's he's gonna be a stealer though. So, not if Lonnie Johnson's there. <laughs> oh, true. I forgot about Lonnie. How about Isaiah? You can get Isaiah in the mix too. At least I think like Isaiah's building to something. I don't. know. He is. He's Wait, not. No, refined. I don't think of Greedy twentieth. Lonnie fifty yeah. second. Isaiah sixty sixth. Mm-hmm. So another like. 6'2-plus corners, really athletic? That's not good? Uh, athletic? Oh, I don't just know. take a receiver and convert him. That's fine. There you go. Oh, trade trade that pick for uh, Brandon Langley. <laughs> Move him back. Sick. They missed him out. They missed out on him. All right, that that's going to do it for us here at 7 Rounds in Heaven. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at AJMarchese13. Follow me at don't Rob Paul it. NFL. Follow Armchair at ACL Americans and at Armchair NFL. Go to armchairallamericans.com. You can check out my most recent uh, top 200 big board pro comps for everybody as the pro comp god. And uh, my seven post-free agency seven-round mock draft should be coming out right around this time that you're listening. So uh, keep your eyes peeled oh. for it. Last words, AJ? Get off the mound. <laughs>